Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Welcome, everyone, to ActiveSpirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and moi, Susie Mazzoli. Pam is going to let us know all about week 23 of 2022, uh, starting with Monday, the 6th of June. Happy birthday, Jeannie. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I'll be back for our meditation. So what's in store, Pam? June 6th. June 6th, we have that Leo moon that I was talking about for those of you who were listening to last week's, uh, which is void, of course, until 2.22 a.m. when the moon enters Virgo. Now, at this point in time, for the next couple of days, we are in really good energy for realizing waxing moon potential. And this is because Mer uh, Mercury is a planet connected with both Gemini and Virgo. And the new moon was in Gemini last week when Mercury also went direct last week. And even though over the next few days, we're still in that period of time when Mercury is backtracking over what it had already uh, gone over before it went retrograde, we're in this really nice period of time, which is about manifesting, moving forward, starting to make things happen, uh, going with the goals, whatever it is that you're proceeding with. Virgo Moon really likes to work on whatever project is in front of them. So this is a time when we can really push through a lot of tasks and see them realized. Also, really great days for doing whatever kind of therapeutic work you may be doing. People who like to uh, do a detox or something that's uh, related to initiating a, a new routine with diet or exercise. Really, really excellent days for kind of going over, checking what you would plan to do and starting to really implement and put it into action. Monday, overall, I would say is a good day. It's a good day for making connections, following through. Moon is in mutable earth, so there's an adaptability that is a piece of this. 
and also an ability because of how the moon is traveling through the sky an ability to really slough off or move on from things that have outworn their usefulness. Really also excellent for recycling, reconsidering, adjusting, doing what needs to be done with that flexibility to allow something to work out or go the way that actually works out even better for whatever the project or vision is. On Tuesday the 7th, we still have that nice energy happening with that moon in Virgo, which is we're on the second quarter. So the uh, moon is, a, it starts to look like a, um, a half moon in the sky. It's really a quarter moon is what we call it. And so what's happening is we're, we're starting to move into this sense of what is it we have to realize or look at a little differently than what we'd initially thought with that new moon coming in. How can we adjust and, and create the kind of friction required, like the two sticks rubbing together, that fire us up and get us in the direction we need to go? So this very dynamic day, a lot can go on. Really important in the evening to give yourself that recharge time, uh, meditation, a bath, uh, being in nature, doing things that restore you. That's so, so, it's like you get this exponential return if you do it Tuesday night. It just really, it really seeps in and, and takes you to where you need to go so that the next day you feel very, very refreshed. Now, for people who are more night owl energy, it is a fabulous time for real high productivity. And, you know, not everybody is like rocking and rolling at their maximum you know, midnight into the wee hours of the next day. But if that's you, or if you're listening to this at a different place on the planet, then you're in a real high opportunity time for great productivity. Now, for those of us who aren't up at that point in time, we can still utilize that in today's world to our best advantage. So if you're setting if you're sending out some sort of campaign or doing something where you can schedule when it gets broadcast or when it goes live, you can you can actually plan and aim so that you're using it to your best advantage. And that would pretty much be as we're booking along as of about midnight into pre-dawn the next day, actually um, even up until 8, 8 a.m. in the morning. So uh, early risers on Wednesday the 8th can use the same opportunity time to uh, reach out, connect, follow up, all those things electronically. Or if you're on the East Coast and you're talking to somebody um, 
in Europe or in another place of the world where it's daytime or afternoon for them, you can take advantage of that that early morning time to make those connections and uh, and start or initiate conversation in the way you need to. The moon goes void, of course, at 8 8.09 a.m. on Wednesday the 8th. And once it's void, the morning is best served by working on projects already in motion. So much can get done if you're just kind of focused on whatever it is that you're doing. If it's an exercise routine, if it's clearing off your desk or getting things in order. Uh, absolutely fabulous for all of that. It enters the sign of Leo, uh, Libra, sorry. Uh, moon enters Libra at 11.23 a.m. Eastern time. And once that occurs, now here's the, the positive piece about it. With the moon in Libra, we're... we're open and ready to have conversations, negotiate, expose ourselves to different cultural perspectives, get into high mind and strategy activities, uh, work on relationship, whichever, you know, either romantic or personal friendship or business. Uh, that's all really great. The thing to keep in mind is that over the next couple of days, because of how that Libra moon is moving through the sky, things are going to come up on the 8th. Things are going to come up as we get in the afternoon uh, towards the evening, which is about, uh, oh, there's so many choices or there's so many roads we could go or there's so many places that we could focus on. So... Sometimes too many opportunities or choices can leave us scattered and a sense like, wow, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place or we're all over the place or what is it we really want to do? Where is it we really want to go? So the best tactic to take is to continue the overall frame of these weeks, which is how do I communicate more deeply, more effectively? What do I need to understand and go back to? And I think one of the things that's really intriguing to me about Gemini energy is when it's effective, when it's, um, when it's utilized in a way that's really positive, the Gemini energy is always about, hey, let me see what else I can learn about that, where I can go with that. So there isn't this hubris or this sense of I know it all or I've learned or this is as far down the road as I can go. The Gemini energy is maybe there's another road to walk down, another doorway to open. And of course, that could also lead to conflict because it's always like, ah, if I decide to do that, I'll never know what happened if I didn't, if I went down that road. But at this point in time, 
using that to kind of reflect, tease out, converse, understand can really help the people involved get the information they need to make better and ideally the ultimate decision. So these couple of days may feel as though, are we going over this again? Do we really have to look at the books again? Do we really have to? Yes, you really do. (laughs) And it's not necessarily bad. It's you get the information you need so that you know the best decision to take. This is the image that came into my mind as I was talking about this. Think about people who are involved in a really difficult negotiation. It could be a divorce. It could be a business contract. It could be money and power are involved in whatever this is. And, you know, depending on what's going in your life, it can be very minimal degree for you, or it can be like the the total topic. The last thing you want to do when you've been involved in something that is like an ongoing discussion and work, the last thing you want to do is capitulate because you're you're just fried. You're done. Because sometimes what matters most is to really understand what the situation could look like. And if after you do that, you, you decide, I'm going to just give up. I'm going to just walk away for the, from this. or I'm going to let them get the bigger piece of the pie because I am finished. Well, that's great. You know, because you've made the decision with the information you needed. So even though it may feel very uncomfortable, whatever the discussion may be over these couple of days, the ideal is that you have the information you need so that when you make the decision, you're clear-eyed about it. And you can truly walk away feeling no one took advantage of me. I decided what was best for me. They may feel like they got the bigger piece of the pie, but I got the freedom I wanted. So that's the scenario of how this could look in so many different variations. I mean, it could be as simple as um, they want to eat Italian and I want to eat Chinese to how you're negotiating a very difficult divorce case or business negotiation. So on Thursday the 9th, um, the thing to keep in mind is that this is when we get this nice window, even in this difficult transit of as the moon travels through Libra because it's got to uh, deal with the energy of Pluto before it leaves uh, sign. So basically what goes on on Thursday is from about 8.30 in the morning until end of day, we can really work that. Everything I've talked about to really get the information you need, understand, make the connections, Um, Let's say you've been trying to uh, figure out a certain problem. Well, 
The ninth is the day when you could encounter the right talent person who's going to give you information that's like, whoa, that just opened a door to my mind. And what really is helpful when we have that kind of information, revelation, is that then we can make decisions that may seem like, wow, you know, how did she come to that conclusion? But you feel so much more um, prepared to know if you're going to walk, if you're going to engage, if you're going to follow through on something. Because that's what, that's what gives you that sense of true power and knowledge. Do I understand not only the problem and situation, but do I also understand my own inner demons or blocks or things that may be preventing me from knowing the best course of action to take. So on June 10th, the moon goes void of course at 1.36 p.m. Morning can be, this morning may be the most, uh, <laughs> the most fractious, the most, what do you mean you want to do that? Blah, 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 blah. We don't have to get like overly engaged in anything. The more clear you are of decision or what you're doing and can articulate it, the happier the overall outcome. And then the moon is void for a few hours in the sign of Libra. Uh, again, a, a lovely, lovely midday time to take lunch, walk in the garden, go to a museum. I mean, just feed the soul. And the moon enters Scorpio at 4.41 p.m. Now, the Scorpio moon pretty much cooks through the whole weekend. So Friday night into Sunday. And I overall think that this is an um, effective run for the moon in Scorpio, even though... It may not be easy, certain conversations or decisions that may be made. In the evening, Friday evening, really great night to recharge, do the things that give you that sense of I am taking care of myself. Uh, whether you go out or not, it all depends on your makeup, who you are, what, what restores you. But that's really good to do for yourself on Friday. And Saturday the 11th, at this point in time, Mercury is free and clear from all its backtrack. Uh, and I think that's the other thing that's very intriguing about how the moon moves through sign uh, this particular weekend. Because it speaks a lot about coming to terms with seeing things the way they are, doing the research that presents and avails certain decisions, talking about things that are not easy to talk about. All those things are highlighted as I look at Saturday and Sunday. And this may not be like anything that's like, oh, God, she's talking like, wow, is this going to be intense? Am I going to be, I'm, I'm visiting my family. What's that going to feel like? 
<laughs> and it doesn't have to be like crazy watershed, like woof stuff. I mean, it, it can just be internal, the way you're looking at processing and how you're maneuvering around the chessboard. Not necessarily anything that's going to be um, big emotional tsunamis. Depends on the other person involved, depends on where you're at. But overall, the, the lesson here, as we kind of are going over the, as Mercury is positioning itself to just start moving, 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 is what is it we have to look at more closely? Are we poised for uh, better discussions, honest discussions, the kind of discussions that take us where we need or want to go? And so the weekend just really, really sets us up for just getting very comfortable with whatever might need to be said or however we need to read or see something. So it's not necessarily confrontational other than self-confrontational. Okay, this is the way I have to look at this. This person's not going to change. Am I going to be banging my head against the wall? Or am I just going to accept this is the way it is? And so maybe I'll just switch channels or have a conversation about this with someone else instead of continuing to shake the tree somewhere that no fruit will come of it. So the other thing to keep in mind on Saturday is there's a picture in the sky between Venus and Uranus. They're conjunct in the sign of Taurus. So this is, we want to, we want to physically connect. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like a romantic uh, overture or tryst with someone, but it can. It can also mean uh, just uh, really have that delicious chocolate fudge ice cream you've been thinking about for a month. Um, do something that just feels like it's a experiment, um, but let it be safe and let it be fun and let it be something that kind of shows you another piece of yourself. Keep in mind that uh, you could also be interested, intrigued, taken by somebody who wouldn't usually capture your fancy or interest. And this is fleeting. So you decide how deep you want to go into the situation. Um, it can be a very interesting evening overall with conversation and connections you make with people. So see how that feels. But as I said, um, uh, be aware that this may not be anything that you want to go too deeply into in the long run. And so it can be intriguing it can be something to check out, but not necessarily invest in. And Sunday the 12th, that moon is still in the sign of Scorpio. Um, there is a reckoning in the morning. So if you played too hard over the weekend, um, you're going to want to drill down and commit and kind of get refocused. Um, at 5.40 p.m., the moon goes void, of course, 
Most important thing of the day, again, is communication, clarity, and listening. And the moon enters Sag at 6.31 p.m., which can really want to, like, run out of the gate and do fun things and get outside and throw around a volleyball or whatever it wants to do, or just look at some exciting stuff on um, on the monitor. So, Susie, I think the overall message I'm, I'm banging on this week is clarity of communication and courage where that might be to stay with what it is you want to face and what you want to articulate. So there you go. Perfect for the Gemini. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Clarity of communication. Okay, thank you so much. And let's jump into our meditation. I invite everyone to just find a place of stillness. And as we settle in, just finding that place within ourselves where we find our courage. Courage, bravery, strength. And just notice where, when I ask that question, where is your courage? If you could find it in your body, where would it be? Do you find that it's in your belly or in your heart or in your head? Maybe it's in your legs. Just notice where you think, where you feel energetically courage is sitting in your body. And just take a moment to find it. And if you are someone who has a lot of courage, that has a lot of experience with courage, just let's have a little look about where it comes from. Like were you born with it? Did people look at you as you were a child and think, oh, that child's so courageous, so brave? Or is it something that you learned through your short life or long life, depending on how old you are so far? Is courage something that you have actually grown? Is it something that you have learned about and learned how to create it in your life. And, of course, we can be many, many different versions of of courageous or are you someone that feels like you need more courage, that you need more strength, that you need more of that, that stamina to stand up and be courageous? And when we look at courage, it's something that is so deeply entwined, of course, with our personality and with our ego and with our sense of safety and security. And quite often 
courage has to do with our sense of morals and ethics as well. So just notice where you are. Notice what type of courage you have in your life now. Could we all be more courageous? Could we all stand up straighter? Could we all stand up more in this world for justice? Could we all have more righteous actions? Of course, yes, for sure. And during these times now of upheaval, of difficulties, of hardship, of war, of wars, and the hardships to do with our politics, our economics, globally, nationally, and in our own families, in our own lives. And the hardships now that are becoming more and more prominent of climate emergency, no longer being called climate change, but that we are in a climate crisis. All of these, all of these aspects of life require us to be more courageous, to look straight in front of us and to see what is happening, to not procrastinate, to not avoid, to not split up the argument and become distracted, but that it really does take tremendous courage for us now to look at what is happening in our world and to take corrective actions, whether it's in our own personal lives or on the global level, for us to be able to stand up now, to speak up, whether it's in a difficult friendship, to let the other person know that you're unhappy with the particular methods that they're using or in a marriage where you're unhappy to a work situation, to a world situation. Let's really build up the courage within us, courage that doesn't come from fear, courage that doesn't come from misinformation or from uh, an emotional place which might be a very hurt place, but courage that comes from two really strong places in us, from logic and rational thinking and resourceful and creative thinking and from unconditional love, from a place deep, deep inside of us that knows that we are a part of this gigantic world that every single one of us 
is a part of this world, that none of us is better than the other because of our status or our being, because of our knowledge, our wealth, or where we live in the world, or what religion we believe in, but that we are all here now and let our courage be present for the betterment of mankind, of humankind, but also for everything and everyone else that is here, for the air, for the waters, for the plants, the animals, for everything. Let us be courageous now on behalf of all of those species that don't have a place in Congress, for all of those rivers and all of those oceans that don't get to vote. Let us be courageous for women and children, for men and birds, for bees. Let us be courageous on behalf of everyone everywhere as we come from the heart, come from the rational mind, as we face change and as we have the courage to be the change, as we have the courage to speak up, as we have the courage to be clear and concise and effective with our communication, to express what is needed in this world, in our personal life, in our private life, in our family life, in our work life, in our friendships, everywhere. And as we feel that courage and strength grounding in through our body, through our spine, through our bones, becoming the foundation of our being, the courage to face what is in front of us, what is happening now, and the courage to speak our truth to speak our truth in a very clear, unconditionally loving, kind and gentle way. And as we gently open our eyes, recognising that now as we come out of this meditation, we are stronger in our hearts and in our minds and more clear and more capable. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much, Pam, for another week of a fabulous forecast. And we'll see you next week, everyone. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of ActiveSpirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to 
having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.